This is a Federal News Network podcast. To keep legislative work from grinding to a halt because of the pandemic, several good government groups have called on Senate leadership to adopt remote voting that the House has considered but isn't yet doing. For more on that idea, Federal News Network's Jory Heckman spoke with the policy director for Demand Progress, Daniel Schumann. From a feasibility perspective, they have more experience doing this now than where the House was when they started to implement these things just because more time has gone by. And they have the lesson to learn from the House. Like the House has already done pretty much all of the heavy lifting in terms of is this secure and how does it work and how do you make sure that people are able to participate properly? And we're seeing in Senate committees for months now these hybrid proceedings. Sometimes the chair or the ranking member are not physically present and they go and they conduct their proceedings. There are underlying problems to all of this, like there's not enough money that's available. Their appropriations haven't gone through to go and fund these types of things. So there are issues, but generally speaking, it should be fairly easy for them to turn the stuff on now. It's really a question of political will more than a question of technology. The news hook here that we're talking about is the Senate, but I do kind of want to revisit where things are as far as the House. I know where they're currently at is voting by proxy, but... Where are we on that? I mean, is this in limbo or is there expectations for them to move to remote voting, as has been discussed for quite some time now? So recently, the Committee on House Administration held a hearing assessing the security of remote deliberations. And even the Republican witness, who was the former Speaker of the House, Newt Gingrich, said that he had full confidence that the clerk of the House could implement secure remote voting. So there really isn't any more a technological question in the House. It really is what it's always been, which is a political question for Speaker Pelosi. Does Speaker Pelosi want there to be fully remote proceedings or is she happy with these proxy proceedings? And we just had a court ruling last week in federal district court that the House Republicans who brought the lawsuit are unable to proceed further because the voting process in the House is protected by the speech or debate clause, and thus their lawsuit is precluded. So it seems that, at least from the perspective of one federal district court judge, that there aren't these legal problems with proxy voting that something that can continue. I think, though, that when you look at what's happening out in the world right now, I mean, we've got more than 150,000 people that are dead. Schools are being canceled in person, at least through December. A lot of businesses are going to stay fully remote through perhaps the middle of next year. The House is going to have to be able to organize and get working and to do all of these things. And the idea that people are going to keep traveling back and forth is crazy. There is a global pandemic out there that is killing lots and lots of people. And the idea that you're going to keep sending members back and forth and staff back and forth is ludicrous. And if you add on top of that, that a lot of members were refusing to abide by the House's guidelines regarding wearing masks and that members were pressuring their staff to not wear masks and they were pressuring them to come to the office when they shouldn't. This is going to create significant problems for the institution. And the most clear-cut way of resolving these problems is saying, don't come in, we're going to work remotely. Because once you let people in the building, you create a lot more variation and you create a lot greater risk that more people are going to get sick and that's going to undermine the institution. I think that the political incentives line up largely for moving to a fully remote process simply because it's safer and it's demonstrated that it works and the circumstances require it. They just need to make sure that they invest in new technology to keep their people safe to make sure that the House and the Senate are continuing to be able to function. And I hate to throw out a hypothetical like this, but seeing that House Republicans did challenge the move to uh, remote voting, and then, as you pointed out, that lawsuit was was then quashed. Is there a reasonable expectation to see 
Senate Republicans go down a similar path here and challenge any kind of effort for this to move forward in the Senate. I don't think Mitch McConnell is going to agree to this. Mitch McConnell has made pretty clear that they're not going to go down the path of proxy voting or remote voting. He should, and he's only one senator out of 100. And I think circumstances are such that they would be very wise to adopt these practices. But even though our letter urges them to do so, and we hope that he does so, I don't have any great expectations that he will change his practices now, even as circumstances continue to get worse. But maybe it'll be different in a new Congress with potentially different leadership, or maybe something will change. The big thing holding McConnell back is that he doesn't want to get crosswise with President Trump and President Trump's messaging. Should President Trump's messaging change, or should President Trump no longer be a factor? Mitch McConnell may then feel greater latitude to do what he wants without concern about political blowback. But we'll see. I hope that they do this. I hope that they're preparing to do this. I think they're going to have to do it. And the question is only whether they do it in a way that is appropriate and works well or whether they manage to mess it up uh, because they have to do it last minute. Changing gears here a little bit. I know the last time we talked about this with the House, the overarching theme, as I saw it, was just that the pandemic has perhaps accelerated some of the work of the House Modernization Committee and really efforts to streamline and update some of the archaic technology as well as processes with the House. We've seen the committee recently come out with its fourth round of recommendations, and they have some things like e-signatures and things from a continuity of operation standpoint make things go a little bit easier. But, you know, how might these solutions be useful even when the pandemic is no longer a concern? A lot of the changes that the House is rolling out are changes that have been long sought by many stakeholders inside the House of Representatives and, and elsewhere. It has never really been necessary to go physically over to drop a piece of paper into a hopper to introduce a bill. That doesn't really make a lot of sense. Or if you want to get co-sponsors on a bill, you shouldn't take a piece of paper and walk it down through the halls of the House into each of the member offices. Someone can scribble the member's name on a piece of paper and you turn that in. Like those types of processes, which is what we're talking about, they're not just archaic, but they're counterproductive. They're a waste of resources. They're not authenticated. There's a lot of problems with it. But the House has not been willing to change it because there hasn't been an impetus to do so. And the COVID pandemic has sort of forced a lot of the stuff to change. One of the open questions is, when we're no longer in these circumstances, does the House regress? The Senate's still requiring people to go and turn in bills by hand, walking past a whole bunch of people in a way that like doesn't make any sense. Would the House go back to that practice as well? Or are they going to keep these more modern practices? And will they continue to push forward? I, I suspect that there are a lot of people who are going to look at the way things were being done just even earlier this year and be like, why would we ever do that? Why would anybody ever do that? But with, you know, power centralized in the top of the House, and it's going to ultimately be a leadership decision as to whether they regress backward or continue to move forward. Fortunately, if the House's Legislative Branch Appropriations Subcommittee bill and report is any indication, there are a lot of people who want to modernize the technology, to modernize the institution. You referenced the work of the Select Committee on the Modernization of Congress. It'll have 30, 40, 50 more recommendations that can be implemented, and the Select Committee will go away at the end of this year. But maybe the work will continue either in a version of that body or in something else. But I think that there's a lot more potential. And I think that as the members change, as they get younger, more technologically savvy, as their staff stay there, as the operations shift, I think you change the center of gravity. And I think that it becomes more likely to do some of these things. 
they've implemented a lot of things, but they've done them hastily, which means that it's not always the best process. So they're going to go back and untangle some of the things that they had to do very quickly. So the, the process by which you co-sponsor your bill is you send an email to an email address. Well, that's okay, but like maybe there should be a form. I know this sounds prosaic, but like there's a lot of internal processes that they can go and make a lot easier for them to manage. And the question is whether they make all this change and then never fix it and just sort of let it sit until the next time, or whether they go through a process of continuous change and try to make it work better. Dan Schumann, the policy director for Demand Progress, speaking with Federal News Network's Jory Heckman. Check out Jory's story at federalnewsnetwork.com. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus, and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.